second minute here of titanic minute your daily podcast where we are going to discuss the movie titanic minute by minute i'm your co-host rob joined as always my good friends joe hello yes (laughs) and duff ahoy uh and like i said we're on minute two and i i uh in this minute we see the film's title and we begin the expedition to the wreck of titanic uh I will say, and I don't know why this is, so maybe you guys can help me. I'm always thrown off a little bit when I see the opening like font they use for Titanic at the beginning of this movie. Is that just my problem? What do you mean? Yeah, I I'm it's weird you have a problem with this. Like I'm just I'm just envisioning you like in 1997 or 8 going to the theater and just storming out. I just <laughs> shoot, I went into the wrong theater. I just throw my popcorn at the screen and just storm <laughs> off. There's there's uh, a bunch of girls crying already, and you're just no, this is wrong. It's all wrong. This is uh, what the most of our podcast listeners are doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then, okay, well, okay. Speaking of theater, let's let's kind of like space this out over the uh, over the week. Uh, Duff, let's start with you. When was the first time you saw Titanic? Uh would have been i know it was in the theater and i know it was pretty early on because i know that in 1997 we were going on a high school band trip over like after christmas and into the new year for like a week and a half high school band trip and here you are now doing a podcast in my basement (laughs) i i hit all the all the buttons of a successful individual um, but it would have been in probably that first week, week and a half of uh, December two thousand or nineteen ninety seven. Okay. Uh, did you immediately like it? Uh, yeah, I did. At the time, I was very, and I still am, but was very attracted to anything old Hollywood, anything very big and epic, and um. I'm sure we'll talk about this throughout the podcast. I have a lifelong both fascination and fear of the sea. (laughs) Okay. Um, I, for as long as I can remember, have had uh, dreams about drowning, being lost at sea, shark attacks. I've had Uh, a lot of dreams about you drowning, too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. uh, Stories about shipwrecks and, like, more like Great Lakes shipwrecks and things like that, but like shipwrecks in general. I think I'm freaked out by the idea of being on the ocean and not being able to see land. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I I was very... Also, my mom would have me watch a lot of classic movies with her, so I'd already seen um, A Night to Remember, and I think... I don't even remember if I've seen The Unsinkable Molly Brown. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Pretty sure I cried. Well, I mean, it was the end of uh, Romantic Ships. Yes, if you listen. <laughs> now it's just all boats and a girl in a bikini. All <laughs> ships are postmodern now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
so, back to the movie. We have uh, we uh, as I said, the expedition to Titanic. Uh, I believe we're going to talk a lot about how they made this movie, which is just let me tell you guys. We uh, recorded our uh, our intro pilot minute zero a few months ago, and I'm doing a lot of research. Not a little research, Joe. A lot of research. Oh wow. Yeah, and uh, I am fascinated by how this movie was made. Abs- like, just blown away by it all. All that said, the very first thing that we see here uh, is actually a shot of a miniature. These are like little miniature submersibles. Yeah. And they're, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're not underwater. This is just a room full of smoke. Yeah. Um, in the one of the, in the James Cameron commentary, he talks about how um, it's two model mirrors, um, which are submersibles, and it's a the the Soviet technology division actually invented the mirror, and mm-hmm. uh, wow! <laughs> oh wow! Dis- disgusted. Joe's already shown hate towards the Canadians and Russians. Yeah, Joe took issue with uh, the the Soviet science division making the mirror. It just shows how uh, the Clinton era had us falling further behind the Russians and submersibles. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, it would have been the Reagan era. <laughs> what, wait, what scene is what? When is this? Scene well, I, I mean, I, we're getting off track. I'm talking about submersibles in general. Like these oh, okay. were invented in, in the, the 80s. 80s, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're this right here. This is in smoke. This is like yeah. Just... It's it's just uh, uh, models and smoke. The craziest thing to me though is I don't know if we get to it here, but this is cross cutting between the actual Titanic and a model. Yeah, I think more the next minute we'll get to it, but uh, and and I know this, and I it's still really hard for me to figure out what is actually Titanic footage and what is a model. Uh, I have a feeling you know this stuff, so I'm going to see if Joe can guess. Joe, do you know what the original working title of the Titanic script was? Um, what was it? The same name as the the book. A night to remember. Uh, night to remember. No, I will oh. give you. I will give you a, a clue. Yeah, it would I be a, a clue. It uh, if it would also be a way to describe Hoth. Um. Well, you could call the Hoth Hoth the frozen planet. It's close enough. Planet ice. Nice. That's just, well. <laughs> like, did he name it that just to, like keep the project kind of secret for a while? I don't know. I'm not sure if it was to keep it secret or what. There's the no way. Even script. he's not lame enough to think that that's a good name. <laughs> and how how do you keep that project a secret when you build a three-quarter replica in Mexico? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, I, I think this is worth talking about. One of the interesting things that he does is he wrote this. I don't even think he had written the script yet. He asked Fox, he asked 20th Century Fox, if they would pay for him to go down in 95 and do like take a look at the titanic and they did before there was even a script yeah and now to put it in context that sounds i mean it is crazy (laughs) but it sounds sounds crazier in retrospect but you have to remember 1994 95 james cameron was riding pretty high you know terminator 2 91 or 92 yeah i think 90 something like that it huge you know makes tons of money uh true lies is not as much money but uh, james cameron like 
they were just lining up. It's like, whatever you want to do, man. You. He was like king of the world, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is you mentioned True Lies, is he apparently like showed up at Fox and like took a picture, like, like a, a book of Titanic art, and then turned to a picture of like Titanic sinking and pointed to it and it was like, Romeo and Juliet on that ship, which... Having just done True Lies, I don't know why they were like, are you sure you you should be the guy doing a romance? Well, <laughs> but I mean, at that point, I mean, ha- had he made anything that wasn't a hit, the only thing would probably be The Abyss. And I don't know. Was that? Yeah. A- but I guess like tone wise, I mean, if you were like, uh, James Cameron's going to do Romeo and Juliet, you'd be like, I don't think that's a good idea. Well, they movie, were just movie- picturing that ship sinking, man. Yeah. That's true. I mean, because, like, I just recently rewatched True Lies, and that movie is bizarre. It, uh, I haven't seen it all the way through in a long time, but I saw some bits on cable a while ago, and it was kind of unsettling at parts. Yes! Yeah, absolutely! I mean, we're going to be coming back to this, but my, my big theory about James Cameron is that he's 13 years old. Yeah, he never he's never emotionally uh, moved past year 13 in a human being's development. And if you watch his work thinking that everything makes sense. Yeah, I I think this is spot on and we will explore this only if like that striptease scene in True Lies, only a 13 year old boy would would say this is extremely funny and totally normal yeah this is this is hot like i saw that i'm like i am so uncomfortable right now like this (laughs) well i mean i i listen i think we can spoil true lies a little bit but in in true lies the protagonist played by arnold um thinks his wife is cheating on him so he uses government resources to track her then sets up a fake spy ring to capture her uh, puts her in like an interrogation room where they use a voice decoder and yell at her and have her admit if she's cheating or not. Then she breaks down and then he gives her a mission where she's supposed to be a call girl and meet with like a like a I think like a Russian spy or something. And the whole time it's him, uh, like watching her. Do, I mean, it's like if a vi- I mean that's like what a villain Slower. does. Slower. Slow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like something a villain does, but somehow it's okay because they're married in the movie. And the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> is the one doing it makes yeah, just yeah. It, there's so many layers to how creepy it is. It's yeah, so, it's, so it's, it's unsettling. It's it's like a Cronenberg movie or something. Like so, uh, the fact that that guy was able to write and direct a movie that, like, for all you know, intents and purposes, is like probably the most. Su- I mean, is the most well, successful he, ro- romance story ever. Didn't he put up a bunch of his own money to make it, though? Or is that yeah. just Avatar that he did I think that? Avatar he did that for. I, I think okay. he took a reduced salary on Titanic. I'm not positive, though. I mean, I think at a certain point, what he did for Titanic is he realized, or started thinking, well, we're not going to make money on this, but at least let's do the best we can. Which I guess he could have, you know, yeah. started going over budget and stitch it together. Instead, he sort of doubled down. Um but yeah, it's weird. It's so bizarre to me that like the movie that precedes this is True Lies. And I also think uh, to to go along with Joe's theory, I think that Titanic is the first movie that Cameron wrote by himself. 
I oh, is that every, right? I I think every I know Terminator Two was co-written. Uh, the Terminator was co-written and also kind of stolen from a Harlan Ellison story, I believe, and they had to oh. go to court yeah. over that. And True Lies has multiple writers. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So yeah, this was uh, Jimmy's first go of it, uh, all on his own. Wow. And uh, and you know, say what you will about his uh his dialogue and whatnot and how he's uh kind of a kook but something that i think will come up again again is that this this movie is not just directed by or written by it is directed produced written edited and so like i don't know how someone makes a any movie doing all that yet alone this herculean production where you have a three-quarter size replica of the Titanic in Mexico, and everyone is just standing in water for days on end. Like, it's it's the it's like the probably the quintessential uh, example of being, you know, a film auteur success and yes. a fail husband. <laughs> Five over. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I think you're exactly right, Joe. Is like it is a like uh, Duff. Earlier, you mentioned how you kind of love this because you love like classic Hollywood. It is like a classic Hollywood large big budget film, except with what you said, Joe. An auteur is absolutely behind it. This is a singular vision of a person who made this movie. Yeah, it's like kind of like a David Lean thing, but yes, not as good. But still, I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, obviously, it's no, like, Lawrence of Arabia. But it, but like Lawrence of Arabia, too, which is kind of another huge, massive movie, they both rely so much on the charisma of their stars. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And, and so when you talk about him being an odd choice for, like, this romance, there's very few actors that you could have replaced Leonardo DiCaprio with, and it still would have been this successful. If maybe no none from that era, anyways. Yeah, there there were just a lot of weird things that lined up perfectly because yeah, no, sure. nothing about this should have worked. <laughs> yeah, and yes, I well, and, and we I'm, I'm sure we will dive into, but like I will just like I one thing I'll say about the David Lean comparison is David Lean didn't write and uh, edit and do like everything for true um, yeah but he but he had a similar amount of control and power in order to to make the movies that way like there's like that famous example from dr shivago where he just shut down filming for it was at least a week it might have been longer just waiting for it to snow yeah, <laughs> yeah that's with yeah. like uh, with like hundreds of extras just sitting around waiting yeah Not, there's only a small handful of people that that could get away with that did cameron have final cut for this yeah uh, as far as I know, I mean, he actually... I'm guessing That's, he had to because he edited it. Yeah, how else could it possibly be three hours long? Well... Do you think, do you think the studio wanted that? Yeah. That that's it. There's There are... They're like... We'll get to, but there's like 30 plus minutes of deleted scenes. And I don't mean like deleted scenes that are like somewhat... Like they were clearly completely produced and ready to go and they were cut out of the, 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 the movie. It's yeah. like this movie... <laughs> This movie could be a lot longer. Um, do either of you guys have anything else for minute two? No. Nope. nope. Uh, Duff, could you uh, could you let our listeners know about the amazing music they're hearing at the beginning? Yeah, so if you like that uh, jaunty music, you can get it for free, and it's not even illegal. 
Um, <laughs> this was found via uh, archive.org, which has all types of uh, public domain music. And this music is... I, I did not know this when I picked it out, but it's from a group named The Flash Girls, who are a now def- defunct folk music duo based out of Minneapolis, which is mm. where I am. So if you like the music, um, the link to it is on our website, and you can go jam out to the Titanic Minute theme song uh, whenever you want. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we will be back tomorrow with uh, Minute 3 of Titanic Minute. Oh, my God.